The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond, 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 beyond. Those words. Beyond. I told you you could come back. You didn't ever do that again. (laughs) I'm sorry. Welcome, everybody, to Beyond Episode 506. I'm Max Goval, and I'm joined, unfortunately, by Brian Altano, (laughs) Jonathan Dornbush, Charmed, I'm sure, and Marty Sleva. Sister kisses. Don't (laughs) say that. No. No, that's not your catchphrase. Yeah. The hell is wrong with you? So, okay, let's get into this really quick. Uh, we were, we've been playing Uncharted: The Lost Legacy, Ooh. that new, hot new PlayStation Four game that comes out next week. Marty Ooh. and I finished it. We did it. A whole lot to say about it. <laughs> yeah, right but, now. But it's embargoed until like Thursday at midnight or yes. something, and we have a show that goes up on Tuesdays. Yeah, this wasn't our idea. That's why it says Uncharted: <laughs> The Lost Legacy at the top of our run of show. So we're not going to be talking about that just yet. However, we will shoot a kind of uh, sort of micro podcast, little let's play of it um yeah we're gonna play it and talk about it at the same time early on in the game no spoilers yeah uh, no spoiler cast no end game stuff we won't tell you about the part at the end where they all crawl inside the dead carcass of a tiger to stay warm <laughs> it's Ooh. a huge tiger it's, it's a crazy. very large indian yeah. tiger uh, but that might too and, uh, i'm reviewing it so my full review will be up cool. thursday at midnight that's right tea. There's hey. a new Uncharted game coming out. Yeah, really pretty cool. nuts. Yeah, uh, I think it's it's almost it's weird because it's it doesn't have a number attached to it. Yeah. And it's like so I, I do I do want to talk about this game a little bit without getting into any of the actual right. contents of the game. Uh, I put a thing in the Beyond group, sort of being like, "Hey, this is out in like nine days. Mm-hmm. Like, where's the sort of temperature on this? How are you guys feeling?" Mm-hmm. And one of the things I kind of saw the most uh, like recurring uh, kind of response to this was that most people are actively staying away. From everything about this yeah. game. Yeah. They're stoked, but they want to know nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I will say that if you haven't watched any of the new TV spots, trailers, teasers, all that stuff, and you're still on the fence or whatever, or you definitely want to play it and you don't want to be spoiled, don't watch it. There's a lot of stuff in there that just shows not end, but very late ish in the yeah. game. Yeah, mm-hmm. Just, it's just that, stay away from it's it. It's not spoilers, but it's just that it's revealing too much visual. I'd rather not know that. I'd rather yeah. see this fresh. Yeah. So I think that, like, um, you know, I was a little worried about this game that maybe people didn't really. Like it, the buzz just seems a little more quiet this time around, but I guess it's there. People just don't want to talk about it because yeah. it's so close. And yeah, just Uncharted has always been such it. a story heavy franchise that people don't want it. People are like, yes, it's Naughty Dog. I trust them. I will buy this. I, 
don't tell me anything. Else. Yeah, and I think I, especially with the campaign, like we know that it is shorter than a traditional Uncharted, yeah. though not as short as like DLC. So we know it is going to be something that you could probably get a lot of yeah. in a very quick mm-hmm. amount of time. So why spoil your? I will say the the messaging on this whole thing has been a little confusing. It's like free DLC if you own the Mega Pack Ultimate Pack Ultimate Gamer Mega Fuel. Whoa, whatever it is, do the do. Tortina Pizza Rolls. <laughs> um, if you do all that, <laughs> if you Tortina Pizza Roll into the store, you can get the full packing, and it's it's part of that. But there's I've you get seen an all, extra playable pizza roll. Yeah. It's true. That's right. It's an, an edible plate. Do you do one of those tactical pizza rolls? <laughs> I have seen. There's been you know obviously backlash that this is not a full retail price game, but it's not a full like it's not as twenty hours as Uncharted Four, but it's six hours and there's six to eight hours or ten hours, whatever it is. Um, all of that is fine. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's a new Uncharted game. That's yeah. let's yeah. let's start treating it as that. Uh, let's call yeah. it a new Uncharted game. Standalone. You can yeah. you don't need Uncharted Four. It comes in its own package. Yeah. Uh, two years from now, when we're all ranking the Uncharted games. Like this is one of the Uncharted games. And so. I like the idea that Naughty Dog is testing the waters with a slightly shorter campaign based game to see if they could do that more often. I'm so okay with that. I, if we yeah. get if the future of games is that you know there's kind of the flagship launch and then instead of the DLC being a thing that you have to pay 15 bucks to download, there's maybe like a 30 dollar thing you play on its own and it's I don't know I, I yeah. like that we're so. between uh, I feel like between uh, this, which is what forty bucks, and then Lawbreakers and Hellblade, which are thirty bucks each, and they're all very different experiences. It's cool that we're kind of seeing a movement away from that. Like, the game is sixty dollars. That's how much it costs. Well, especially in an era where, by all means, and you're going to give me hell for this if you're in the comments, games should be more expensive because they cost more than ever to make. Well, yeah, and they haven't media. gone up. They've gotten cheaper over yeah. time. Like, yeah. I paid like ninety dollars for Chrono Trigger. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I played. I paid ninety dollars for Clay Fighter. Oh, that was yeah. a dumb movie. When yeah, I, uh, well, you know, when I dumb kid. <laughs> little nightmares. Uh, the credits rolled and they kept rolling and rolling and they kept going. And I was like, rolling, rolling, I paid. Rolling, damn it. Rolling, rolling. I was like, I played. I paid twenty bucks for this game and. I didn't hear a lot of people talking about it, and I don't know if that is just like a net loss for Bandai or right. for the guys who made it or what the story is there. But mm-hmm. like, I mean, you take up twenty bucks and you divide it among all those people, and I know that's not how it works, but if that was how it works, it copy. wouldn't be a good system. So I think it's probably yeah. even worse than that in the yeah. grand scheme of things. Yeah. But, um, yeah. That being said, uh, there are a lot of games that are coming out this week that we can talk about. Uh, one game that I've been really excited about, um, kind of increasingly so as we've gotten closer to it, is Nidhogg 2. Yeah. Uh, Nidhogg is one of my favorite games, I think of this, the last, the last generation. I think it's, it is my favorite, like, competitive party game. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, it's a, the, the original one is a very, like, kind of stripped down, uh, kind of, I would say, Four bit, not even eight bit. It's, it's, it's effectively very, like widescreen Atari twenty six hundred graphics, right? Mm-hmm. But it runs very smoothly, and it's a fencing game. So you run around and you fight these little guys, and you know you, they, you have two players who are trying to get to opposite sides of the map. And if you kill the guy, you keep running. And if the guy kills you, then he runs past you towards sort of his his goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nidhogg two completely throws that aesthetic out the window, and it looks like a bunch of disgusting sixteen bit Muppets. Uh, it's really just a hideous game in a wonderful way. Did you make the game? I think because I did. I feel yeah. like it's part of it's your totally your aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I seriously like I play that game and I'm like this is like this is my level of disgusting. Like, there's <laughs> stuff in here that looks like things I draw on cocktail napkins. Like, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I I love it. Uh, it's got 
you know, kind of added added bonuses. The, the, the big addition here, aside from just the visuals, is uh, there are now different types of weapons. Yeah. Uh, so whereas before you just had a sword, which was a little, you know, four pixel wide white line, uh, now it's uh, like a, a broadsword, a like a rapier, like a fencing sword, uh, a bow and arrow, and then a dagger. And all these things can be thrown, and they all kind of interact differently. So there's this kind of element of like rock paper scissors to it, which yeah. is really fun. Was that? Do you randomly spawn with them? Yes. Did you come back. Okay. Uh, there's no. There's an order actually. Oh, I uh, did not know that. Yeah. There's an order that they spawn in. I don't know if there's anything that shakes that up. Interesting. But I didn't realize that because we had such a frantic match playing that yeah. game for 15 minutes. Um, one match on Friday night that I I, I don't know. I, I'm you and I are standing up and kicking and screaming. And this is at like five on a Friday. Like yeah. we're not. We're kind of like let's go home. Yeah, but we were like, let's play a game first, and then we were just like kicking our desk and yep. throwing stuff, probably making mm-hmm. a scene. Uh, it's, you, did, you made a scene, yeah. It's we definitely a, made a scene. It, it, this is the, that kind of game is that I think you can look at it and be like, uh, I don't know, it looks like a video game, but then to actually sit down and play it, something something happens in there. I think it's the same sort of like uh, energy that attracts people to something like Smash Brothers, but without all of the verticality and all the combos that get like all the pro level stuff that happens there like this this level of this game i'm sure there's there could be a pro level of play here but for the most part um it it feels like someone who just hadn't learned the game could could jump in and start killing you yeah. uh it's yeah i mean effectively it's two players are just consistently trying to murder each other repeatedly until one of them can exit the screen it's brutal and every, yeah and there's it's like it's, intestines flying around and stuff it, there's like curb stomping and like intestines and guts and blood and uh it's but it's all 16-bit looking but again widescreen and it feels somewhere between like a a 16-bit like claymation game or like boogerman or mm-hmm. like just something like it feels like a weird long lost like sort of like it's somewhere between like Ren and Stimpy and Ah Real Monsters and then fencing. Like there's a bunch of just great stuff that I love yeah, jamming like together here. It yeah. reminds me a little <laughs> bit of uh, Super Adventure Island, which was you know kind of the the Super Nintendo reinvention of Adventure Island, which yeah. had this like very it was you know a cartoony eight bit game, and you looked at it you're like oh that's what those little characters look like. But then when they ported it or not ported, when they you know upresed it to to Super Nintendo, they added like there was enough colors and details to be like oh this guy's a little bit shiny right he's got like cho- rosy little cheeks and i was like i don't like that one bit but the yeah. gameplay was like, still like it's totally the same yeah it was still like a triumphantly an nes game and i think yeah. that's what's happening here where uh it really does feel like the gameplay of the original i think it's a little quicker a little poppier mm-hmm. um definitely more violent but it's it's really cool like how much they're leaning into this aesthetic that i think repulsed a lot of people at first but looking into it like it does feel like a long lost sort of super nintendo genesis era game right down to the level select menu which is very Donkey Kong Country, Yoshi's, Yoshi's Island. Island. If yeah. you could have a competitive yeah. side-scroller hotline Miami, I think that's kind of what this mm-hmm. is. Yeah. You can throw all your weapons. There's a Hyper-violent. Certain, occasionally mm-hmm. you, you run into a room and you're like, I'm going to do this this way, and it goes horribly wrong, but you still win, and you're like, what did I just do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And other times you're like, I'm, I'm, I know what I'm doing here, and some random dude just kills now, you. Now, what know? I was worried about this game, which uh, I believe you squashed all those worries, but the, the – idea that this is a competitive party game that you do need two people on the couch to play it um i think that's when it works best far mm-hmm. and away but you got to play some single player stuff right so, against yeah. computers um so there's one thing uh yeah there's there's like an arcade mode which is uh ranked single like, player you're playing I against played it against computers <laughs> no, i said that uh, i fought the Patrick <laughs> bell <laughs> i brought in my compact presario the Kasparov bot or whatever using a, a series of complicated wires i got at comp usa i hooked it up to my playstation 4 and i, was I able the computer. I was able to defeat my wife in the game, but my but son's really lose. good at cyber. <laughs> um, but no, it's uh, it's got like it's. I think the first one did too, where you're playing against an AI, which is for the most part like it's it's fine. Um, I think it took me 
like 30 minutes to get through the entire like all the all the different levels yeah uh and it's there's a certain level of like kind of random i think it randomly generates characters and um it's i don't know sometimes it's difficult sometimes it's it's too easy uh the ai didn't strike me as really one way or the other i like that about this game by the way the the which we didn't really mention is like the character design element of just like it's just a character broken down in like four parts you can change his head his torso his yeah. legs and the skin color. So I made like this like weird blue dude with aviators and a ball. Yeah, you looked like it was like you and Grover had a kid. Yeah, and yeah. Max made this like Max made this like orange or green like savage dragon looking yeah. dude with like high like, hair like, and like a. If I was Savage Dragon. Yeah. But I'm not. Like a Letterman jacket or yeah. something. Like, it was great. Uh, there's also a level in here that is straight up like a Hotline Miami Club, but it's full of these like weird Nordic Muppets that they, yep. <laughs> this game is about. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I just love this game. Um, yeah, there's a, there's leaderboards for single player. There's also online, uh, online multiplayer. I don't know how good that is because it's a very like, very twitchy game. So if you've got like a, not yeah. a perfect internet connection, I could see it being less than fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's tournament mode. So like, I don't know. It just, it feels very, um, it feels a lot like the first one in terms of how much how much there there's more stuff there, but they yeah. didn't they didn't overload it. I would love it if they added more like stages, more stages and more character customization. I agree. Yeah, the uh, stages so far are really cool. There's actually like um, they're it, they're not just completely flat. Like there's uh one stage in particular that I really like that's sort of like these little kind of prison cells that you'll you have to bust the door open, which takes half a second, and then you can do your attack. So you have this like weird thing where like it's like a guy comes to knock on your door and you're like hello and then he stabs you in the eye <laughs> like it's really great uh our reviews up now chloe rad gave it an eight out of ten mm-hmm. um she had some problems with uh i believe just sort of like the limited amount of content and the fact that the aesthetic is not for everyone it's very grotesque but in a fun way i think i like it because you, you look at it and you're like oh it's colorful cartoony and the, uh, on some level you might be like oh they, they made it too cutesy and, and commercially viable and you look closer and you're like that is a butthole yeah there is a butthole in the background <laughs> nice. there, are, there are feces coming out of it that's yeah. disgusting i mean the nidhog himself or herself or itself whatever it is this pan gendered uh ass snake <laughs> that eats men <laughs> what if you made a like a phallic scrotum yeah teeth that's what it looks what like could go wrong yeah it looks like an old scrot. that game is disgusting it's and real really gross and you should buy it how does it deal with uh, mental health compared to health? So much better. Incredibly so well. Yeah, because <laughs> really? you have all of your aggressions yeah. out on your friend. Uh. You get to scream, thing, scream things at him. Max, I called Max every name. Yeah, in that game. just everyone. Yeah. yeah. If you don't have Herbert. Mental, if you don't have like <laughs> mental health problems prior to playing this game, you will afterwards because yeah. and you'll hate your friends. Yeah, we had like a small group of people around us worrying about us afterwards. Yeah, so yeah. That's a good it's like a violence. Well, game. they always are. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then of course uh, another game that is coming out this week is Undertale. Yes. Uh, this yeah. was the like PC darling kind of weird. I still haven't played it. It's also coming to Vita, which is awesome. So if yeah. you're one yes. of those people who wants to play Vita games, now you can. I yeah. <laughs> Uh, John, right did, you play, did you play Undertale? I didn't, but I'm so excited finally too. I just, I don't have a viable PC mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. that I have anywhere that I play games on, so I pretty much stick to my consoles. Uh, and obviously this is not a graphically intensive PC game, mm-hmm. but I'm dying to play it. So many people who I love a lot of the same games they do are like, this is one of my favorite games ever. I went to uh, play it last year. Last year was, it was on our game of the year list and everything, right? Y- or uh, was, we gave it a 10 last year, but it came out the year before. Oh, interesting. Late 2015, but we reviewed it early. Yeah. 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 I remember just a bunch of people at IGN gushing about it and I went to play it on my computer and I plugged, plugged in an Xbox One controller mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, you need to download the driver to get it to work. And I couldn't. And I was like, I'll wait for PlayStation. 
Washington, <laughs> a place where this doesn't happen. Right, a year and a half Canada. later, finally. Yeah. Or- yeah, well, that's what that's what. Yeah. That's but what even I after get. it came out, I feel like I heard so much always about of how clever like the yeah. design is mm-hmm. and the writing and all of that. And that's what yeah. I'm trying so to if you don't know, it's a it was a made by one guy. It was an Earthbound uh, mod, was it? It was pretty much heavily inspired by Earthbound, yeah. made in uh, RPG Maker. I okay. believe it's what it's called. Um, and so yeah, it's a sort of a old school 16 bit uh, turn based RPG, but uh, it subverts tropes. Has a very interesting quirky writing uh you can play the game as a pure pacifist or you can play the game there's a genocide run where you kill everything in the game oh my god the story and the endings adapt to that so. and it stars a goat right there's like a goat there's a goatman there's a skeleton that i think <laughs> you, sort of you, you sex i think you okay. date a skeleton yeah okay. there's a flower somewhere in there there's definitely a yeah. flower at like least one flower yeah that that's, like a video. the that's thing good. i remember god i think there's there's one thing I heard about this where they're like, oh, it's a turn-based sort of JPR, JRPG type. And I was like, I don't know. And then they're like, you can you can talk to any of the enemies. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, you, can just, yeah. you can just make them go away. Like you can yeah. like – I think you can maybe romance them. Like yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like true. during combat, I think you can talk to them to sway how oh, the yeah. combat goes. Like I think the combat is sort of like – I, I could it's be completely wrong. Kissing. Yeah. That feels yeah. like something Kojima would do. I yeah. really like – I mean all the, your thing too. Tactical well, yeah. <laughs> Tactical <laughs> espionage lovemaking. Now uh, another game that has pixels in it that's also coming out this week is Sonic Mania. Yep. Sonic Mania, Sonic Mania is sweeping the nation. Marty, tell us about oh, Sonic no. Mania. Uh, our review is up. We've given it an 8.7, which is a great point good. Mm, gotta so, go good. Yeah, gotta go, gotta go almost, almost excellent. Uh, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I got to play a little bit of this. Uh, this is the, <clears throat> just to make sure you know what's going on. This is the 2D sort of chopped and screwed remix of all the old Sonics 1 through 3 plus Knuckles plus CD. Yep. Not Sonic Forces, which is the 3D sort of character based. Mm-hmm. The dark and gritty reboot. The dark and gritty one. Uh, but this does some super interesting things in that it, you know, it, it subverts like tropes and expectations and like you'll enter the the chemical level or green hill zone and you'll be like oh i know what this is i've done this before but then all of a sudden you'll get to the boss and you're like oh i don't know i've never seen that before and like i don't want to spoil it but the boss one of the first bosses of the game of the second world come like it all of us started screaming when yeah. we got to it because it's like oh you did this and it was just huh. really cool like sounds like you all succumbed to sonic mania sonic mania we have it yeah we have sonic mania um yeah and i mean this is uh for all intents and purposes, this is probably the best 2D Sonic game since Back Sonic and Knuckles, Sonic yeah. CD. And you Sonic. love those yeah. games, right? I do, so I, I so actually do like Sonic 2, fan. Sonic yeah. 3, no, Sonic and Knuckles, yes. and Sonic CD. But I read I on the internet like the that one. IGN hates Sonic. I don't think that's true. IGN, the one man. <laughs> hey, I like Sonic 3D Blast, so... Look, that game's bad, though. Yeah, exactly. Very bad. So I like Sonic. Yeah, but no, yeah, I've played probably four or five levels of it, too. And uh, like I love that uh, when you're just, you go through a level that you think you know, and then something totally different, but they also have brand new levels as well mm. that feel totally of a piece with those classic levels, which that's is really cool. Yeah, like the design that went into everything that's new feels like what you remember but it's different and i think I what that. christian whitehead is the name of the guy that, that works on this game he worked on a bunch of the ports of old sonic games back in the day that's been porting them to uh, i think pc ios much yeah. stuff like huge hardcore sonic fan i'm like you know I've, I've been pretty vocal in the past about how like i grew up i had a genesis i had every sonic game 
I don't think I really liked them, although I 100% of them all when I was a kid. I played them all like crazy. Found all the Chaos Emeralds. Got Gold Sonic or whatever you guys call them in your drawings. I used to buy Monster Truck trading cards. Yeah. I don't know why I did That's that. That's super Kids fine. do stuff, you know? Well, you just do stuff. <laughs> yeah. You just do stuff, you know? Yeah, like you play Sonic games. And, yeah. You know, um, but then, there, like, you know, like, I, I didn't. Books. I think if you grew up with, like, Sonic Adventure, like, that's the way uh, Super Mario 64 was to me, where yeah. it's, like, cherished, and I, I adore it. But I'm willing to give this one a shot because it's getting really good reviews, and because specifically I've read a bunch of people saying, like, hey, like, even if you weren't the biggest Sonic fan growing up, like, this is a really smart, really fun 2D platforming mm-hmm. game. And I'm like, okay, that's I'm on board. Yeah, yeah. I'll give this one a shot. So yeah, and Jonathan, yeah. You, you were saying it just it feels it feels right. Like it's, yeah, it's yeah. I, I, control wise, it feels great, and the way that the new mechanics are built in, like some of the I don't want to spoil anything, but some of the new he gets levels. Gun. Yes, yeah. Shadow yeah, appears. Here, have been there. this gun. You'll need it. It's <laughs> dangerous to go there. slowly without but a gun. They add in different platforming mechanics that are what you wouldn't expect, but they still all feel totally of a piece with the previous games. And there's just there's very clever design tweaks that I really appreciate as someone who's played all those games through a ton. I'm so happy that they. That this looks like an old Sonic game. Like yes. it yeah. They yeah. didn't do that thing where they're like, it's just the spirit of Sonic games, but it's like 2.5D and it's like a weird mm-hmm. 3D character. Yeah. Well, so they did that. There. there were like the DS games that were Sonic Rush, I believe. Right. And those right. were probably the best 2D Sonic games since back then. But yeah, they had that weird sort of like 3D character model. I actually liked uh, some of the Sonic Advance games too. Yes. Yeah. Those were good. Yeah. In the Bio RPG. Which now, I really uh, liked actually. since the, the PS4 is the most powerful graphical system on the market, we we're talking about yet another <clears throat> Game, there's a t- 2D platformer, which is Matterfall. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from the guys, this is from Housemark, the guys who did yeah. Resogun. Well, yeah. uh, you made that joke, but this is probably one of the most, like, taxing games on the PS4 because yeah. these guys can't, ha- like, have a character drink coffee without a billion With box. voxels yeah. exploding yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I was playing Next Machina earlier this year. Yeah. I was like, yeah. God, this is Yeah, I, t- I talked to, uh, the Matterfall devs at E3. They came on our live show and showed off a demo of the game. Um, it's super gorgeous. It's, mm-hmm. it's, way more in line with say Contra than like Gradius or Life Force. Or yeah, like yeah. It's very different for them. Um, yeah. especially after we just got, um, Ex Machina. yeah, which yeah. is like, like a top down smash TV style mm-hmm. game. Uh, this is totally different. Um, and I'm really into it cause it's, I don't know. I, I really like their games. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. There's something about their games that like they consistently make these video games where I sit down on a Saturday afternoon and I'm like, I don't know what to play on my PS4. I don't want to get into something that's like 25 hours long. I don't want to play something that's like I started a save file where I don't know where I'm going to go. But these are like they make they make modern next gen arcade games mm-hmm. from the 80s that are just gorgeous looking. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what I've always felt about them. Like there's you almost feel like you shouldn't be playing them because they are sort of rudimentary, but they have that hook. Yeah. They, have, they, they grab yeah. you and they get you in there and you're like, this is, this is really fun and really pretty. I well, put they, them up there with like stuff like Pac-Man championship oh, absolutely. Edition, in terms <laughs> yeah. of just like gorgeous, modern, addictive ass arcade games that are like at their core, very fundamentally rooted in something from like the seventies or eighties. Yeah. But you don't have to put coins into an old sarcophagus. Thank God. Well, and yeah. they've always, they've done this really smart thing, especially as they continue to do new games where it's like, you could just go through a level and just play through and beat it, but there are five other things to collect or yeah. find and discover. And it's really great. About usually it. like scientists or little men. Yeah. Yeah. They like strange little dudes hanging out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the things about all their games, like going back to even Stardust and, uh, uh, Resogun and everything is that they all seem like modern adaptations of games that would have been arcade. Like 
it's almost like you could tell someone like, oh yeah, there was a there was a matterfall back in the arcades in '79, and people would have believed you, huh. right? Or like there was a Rezzo gun. Yo, yeah, there's that Rezzo gun that 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 uh, you know Atari made, like that like that fake Shaquille O'Neal movie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like totally, like, all their games are built on the sort of the foundation of those old games, yep. even to the point where next month you know they had Eugene Jarvis come in. Yeah, uh, which is know, awesome. Robotron. Yeah, that's really cool. I I do love that idea. I I feel like they should do this. We talked about this for a moment last week, but there's that collection of games coming out. That's is it UFO fifty? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yes. called, and it's yeah. the guys, a bunch of different indie devs who are making kind of a collection of classic games that never existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's awesome. I love that idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just I think that sort of that fake. It's like that kind of Blair Witch Project. Like, oh, this is a thing that existed back then. It's here's a here's a piece of history and you're like, that's not, you made something. You just made fiction. This is yeah. not real. It's a great idea too, especially like in this day and age and we'll talk about one later, but there are constantly games that are just getting kind of pulled out of like the ashes or the woodwork and it's like, where was this? And it was like, oh, this was a canceled sequel to this or at one point, like this company was going to make this mm-hmm. and then they, we don't hear about them for like 15 years because of embargoes and mm-hmm. weird deals and crap like that. Schemans. Schemes. Yeah. You know, old schemers. Yeah. Secret kisses. Yeah. Secret kisses. Yeah. Tactical lovemaking. All right. Shushy smoochers. <laughs> on the subject of tactical lovemaking, yes. one big awesome. game that is coming out this week. We're going to keep, keep talking about that. Tactical lovemaking. You got to get in there. You got to get out. That's how it works. Uh, That's That sounds illegal Ooh. as hell. No, man. It's just, you just, you know. No, it's consensual. Got to go fast. <laughs> um, Agents it's of Mayhem. not the running theme for sex at all. You, you stop talking about that. You brought it up. No. Marty did. Anyway, Agents of Mayhem came out this week. This is the uh, this is a Volition Deep Silver game that we've been seeing kind of bits and pieces of for a while. It's sort of Saints Row, but not really. It is a it is an open world hero shooter kind of. Yeah, and they're sort of building it as the uh, the aesthetic and style of a Saturday morning cartoon. So sort of like a more mature mm-hmm. GI Joe. Um, but yeah, you build a squad of three different individual heroes, each of which, like, think of it as like single player Overwatch. In which case, your characters have very unique special abilities and cooldowns and and standard abilities. Um, from what I've been seeing, I don't think any of us have had a chance to actually play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, we watched John Ryan play a bunch of it, who's reviewing it for us. Uh, by the time this goes out, I think his review's up. He gave it a seven. Um, is it seems like a lot of dumb, mindless fun, and I think this is a smart time for the game to come out, but I feel like no one's talking about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like almost a month earlier would have been better. Yeah. When it was yeah. even quieter because August is somehow crazy busy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're talking about all these games are literally coming out on the same day. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, it's that thing of, and the initial reveals and everything to me, it looked cool, but it also looked uh, to me a lot like Saints Row. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. initially, even if it's very different, like with the classes and everything and the different characters mm-hmm. you can choose, it looked like Saints Row to me. And I was like, oh, I've played that. Well, it sounds like they wanted to make, uh, they wanted to make something new. They, yes. And they've kind of been yeah. this towing this sort of like, oh, it's like, the goofier side of Saints Row. I mean, I feel like Saints Row the Third probably wanted to be a new game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But instead it was tied to this, these previous sort of San Andreas knockoffs. And, uh, I mean, I love them all. Uh, this one I feel like should have been a new IP. It is, but it's also not because you've got characters from Saints Row floating around in there. It's set in that universe, uh, new city, but also, I don't know. It's just, uh, I think that if they're trying to go for that Saturday morning cartoon aesthetic, they kind of missed. They didn't quite, it didn't quite nail it. It still, it still looks a little bit too, like it looks, I don't know, too video gamey. You know, I've seen some some screenshots of these these animated sequences they have in there, and they look like very like GI Joe, Real American right. Hero. They've but, had some trailers that are like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm just I'm just bummed. You know, like I think a lot of I mean, it's it's expectations here. I'm sure the game is fine, um, but like to me to be like, here's a game from the guys who made Saints Row. That game where you could play as a 400 pound, completely naked, chrome green woman who's yep. swinging around a dildo. And they're like, this one, you're playing as one of our characters that we made. 
and they have u- unique abilities. I'm like, well, I kind of like picking up items and, and like, I liked, I liked everything that Saints Row did. And it seems, I don't know. I, I, I know this isn't a Saints Row game and it's totally unfair to compare, compare them like that. But like, it it's sort of is. It's still I think all that's purple. Johnny it's still got, it. yeah, well, yeah. And, and so in there, I like, think that's been the issue, um, is the messaging and the marketing of this game is sort of that just not, a, not actually just straight up being like, this is what this is. I think that there's still a lot of question marks in the air yeah. about this. Um, and those like Max just kind of make me just want another Saints Row game. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I don't want this game to fail. Like it looks interesting. It looks cool. I I, I encourage developers to do something new with their IPs by like, all means. Mm-hmm. You know, and Lord knows after like five Saints Row games, they were probably like, hey, can we like try something else out of here? Uh, but for us, like we weren't part of those conversations. We only get a Saints Row over a few mm-hmm. years. We haven't had a GTA in a while. Like Saints Row to me were great games to play in the years where we didn't have a big new GTA to play, which has been many years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of just want one of those. I hope there's room for that next. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know what happens with this. You know, I think that this is, it's also like we just saw, uh, what is it? Lawbreakers came and went. There was Battleborn. There's this kind of this hero shooter, hero shooter, you know, deluge of like, it's a hero charter. Hero charters. Yeah. Hero <laughs> charters. Um, but no, like that, Great that cool down. That, uh, <laughs> Lord. Uh, but no, like that, that's a thing that does well for some, for, for one, you know, one game, one IP, whatever. And, and companies are like, we need to make one of those. And it's like, that's not always how you make really good stuff. And I know this is. Well, so you know. we see that a lot in the games industry where something big happens and then a lot of other companies, smaller companies try to follow. Um, but what we're seeing this time around is very interesting in that, you know, like when, you know, like a kart racing game was big in the nineties, everyone made kart racing games. They all had varying degrees of success, you know, DKR and crash and stuff like that. Um, what we're seeing with hero shooters now is that everyone's trying to make one, but Overwatch is just consistently eating mm-hmm. all of their lunches. Mm-hmm. Um, Lawbreakers, when it launched, had pretty low like online population numbers. People weren't really jumping on it like they wanted to. We look at Battleborn, same sort of thing happened. Um, I imagine we're going to see the same thing happen here. I don't think it's a situation where there's not room for both of them. Mm-hmm. It's just that one of the fish in that pond is so gigantic that it's almost impossible. Yeah. I mean, and the one thing still- this has is that this game is single player. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Which uh, I dig. It's one thing yeah. that's going for it. It's yeah. weird though because it does, it does have kind of, uh, it's reminiscent of what they were trying to do with, uh, Overstrike. Is that what it's called? That game that was the turned into Fuse. Fuse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It got kind of, they, they put that in the oven and they were like, these other games are gritty and they're more successful. Make it gritty. And it was like, yeah. no. And then, you know, four years later, Overwatch came out and you're like, oh, that looks like that other game with over in the title and everyone loves it because it's colorful and Saturday morning cartoonish. Yeah. And then this comes out and it's like, this looks too much like Overwatch. And it's like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that game is out there in the wild. Uh, yeah. Camille Krasuski in our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond said, is anyone excited for Agents of Mayhem at all? LOL. Uh, I think that's pretty much your answer. Yeah. That- I mean, we kind of all are just like that. That does feel like the pulse on this thing is just sort of like, wh- like, where's the, and like, I know that they're trying, they're yeah. trying to get the word out. Like they're, they're, they're not just like sending it out to die. Yeah. But- yeah. I mean, it's also like, I've got, I've got friends who work at Volition. Like, I think it's a great studio. I, I love the Saints Row games. Um, They've also, they, they were one of the few kind of survive, like surviving studios that come out of the THQ buyout. Mm-hmm. Deep Silver picked them yeah. up and Deep Silver also made this big like proclamation that like we are going to be a triple A developer. And so far we really haven't seen much with that, you know, like there was, did that, that we, home front come out? Like was there, there was another one of those, wasn't yeah, there? It came out. There was the revolution. Yeah. yeah. It was like some Dead Island this, remake. Well, and now yeah. they're Dead Island 2 is got somewhere in away. development hell. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know that they just, it, 
it's weird, and I, I don't know what. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know Alan what. Too. I don't know yeah. what Deep Silver has these days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a bummer. Deep pockets, am I right? Ooh, yeah. Uh, anyway, city skylines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to build a city on rock and roll, you can do. It's like that's a game. Yeah, that was Guar. Yeah. Yeah, but no, City Skylines came out a couple years ago for PC. I think it came out last year for Xbox One. Finally coming to PS4. It was an answer to the last SimCity that mm-hmm. launched with to a lot of problems and continued yeah. to have a lot of problems after launch. And so this game came out of nowhere and launched, and everyone was like, "Oh, this is what we wanted from a yeah. city building simulator." Um, I think that's like what people always forget in the games industry is like SimCity did launch with problems, uh, and then it kept stumbling for a little bit, mm-hmm. but then it settled in and did a lot of things really well for a very long time. Yeah. But they, it's like we all we all kind of forget that because the conversation – I mean the same thing with No Man's Sky, right, which just had this massive update where they yeah. – like it looks gorgeous. Players are finally meeting each other for the first time, yeah, yeah. which was like part of the game's promise. Yeah. But so much of it is defined by that early conversation mm-hmm. in the same way that so much of that Assassin's Creed game are defined by that weird like spider guy with the googly eyes <laughs> popping out. Like that one like like d- inverted skin glitch man, <laughs> that nightmare-possessed demon skeleton. Yeah, uh, I can oh, keep going. Um, I'll stop. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys ever played a like a, a building sim on a on a console? Because I mean, I played SimCity 2000 growing up, but that was with a mouse and keyboard. Played SimCity on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know how that that that's a that's a minute ago. Yeah. I did too. Yeah. yeah, but that one had like a fake mouse pointer control. Yeah, it was like that was all like yeah. kind of top yeah. and kind of yeah. gridded out. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious how you know, this. Supposedly, uh, from what I've heard anecdotally, the Xbox One version, which came out a while ago, uh, does console controls really well. Like smart, intuitive, because I mean, a lot of times, like the with the right developer, you can take an RTS or a traditional PC game, bring it to console, and work your way around the fact that you don't have a mouse. Mm-hmm. Also, the fact that people play you know PC games with controllers left and right, so I imagine they kind of they yeah. accommodated for some of that when yeah. they had mm-hmm. this out there. I'm like really curious about this because it looks it looks fantastic, it looks gorgeous. Yeah, so people are like, hey, here's a cul-de-sac I made, and you're like. That looks like a real cul-de-sac. Good job. Mm-hmm. Also, a cul-de-sac, one of the single most boring things. Why do you keep saying cul-de-sac? Cul- oh, this week's episode is sponsored by cul-de-sac. Yeah, you enter f- enter through the front and you exit the same place. It's French for ass yep. of the bag. Uh, anyway, other thing with big cool cities in it is a game called Tokyo 42, which I've been uh, wanting to check out for a while. Is this out? Mm-hmm. I think it's out. Is this yeah. finally, finally out? out? Yeah. <laughs> this game looks awesome. I've been wanting to play this game for like two years yeah, or however a, long it's been. This is like an isometric. 25 years. Isometric <laughs> cyberpunk twin stick shooter. Yep. Uh, it looks like just insane like where's waldo but mm-hmm. you're shooting stuff yeah these really colorful awesome looking dioramas that you're running around yeah. it looks like that like when those like photographers do that weird trick on like new york city streets where everyone looks like they're plastic miniatures it's yeah. like a lens yeah. tilt shift i know nothing yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, like, I like how this segment is has devolved from like hey we can spend quite a bit of time talking about nidhogg because we played it all weekend to tokyo 42 that's a great city and i have no thoughts on the number 42 <laughs> yeah, <you know. laughs> miniature men in new york is wonderful yeah well, this this game clearly like takes a lot of cues from uh from uh akira like there's a, a big kind of cartoon tablet in, in the logo itself i'm just no, like i'm totally gonna check this out this is mm-hmm. really neat you like akira I Never. love Akira. Never heard of the- Akira, the anime. Uh, <laughs> not an anime is Night Trap is getting its 25th anniversary release this week. This is the classic. Daniel Plato F O V trash fest. Yeah. 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 There's just like a, just like a sex offender in a house full of women going around. You've got to like control like a. You have various, but you are also, it's like you are switching between cameras in this co-ed's house, so you're also creepy. Well, this is like, I'm <laughs> you're less creepy. Yeah. No, you're still pretty you're creepy, less creepy I think. than the invaders. Like, I saw a thing the other day, it was like, it's the 55th anniversary of Marilyn Monroe's death, and I'm like, we need a better word than anniversary, anniversary. Yeah. for when something not great 
happens for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> like Night Trap is is a shitty game. It's a yeah. bad it's a horrible bad game that never should have happened ever. And we got it when we were kids because we were like, that sounds like a cool thing or like it sounds like, you know, Ooh, I stayed up Yeah, I stayed up past like nine forty five on my parents' TV or I whatever. Saw a nipple scramble. I saw like yeah, a yeah. half a boob or whatever. <laughs> the well, top. It's funny that this is also getting this getting released on PS4 because I feel like with an FMV game you could probably put it on YouTube. And it's pretty much to choose your own adventure with video clips. Like yeah. People have sort yeah. of done that with stuff, but I wonder if there's any kind of demand to do that. Do with that with pornography where I yeah. choose my own adventure. I like to upload lots of pornography to YouTube and then have it taken down. Here's I'm an on adventure. My fourth Free speech. <laughs> you should probably choose the adventure of not playing Night Trap. I know a lot of people probably worked in this game. I want, I don't want to tell you to not play a game. And I also am all for the preservation of old video games, ironically. But this is a, a bad one. Mm-hmm. It's real I, bad. This is for people who are like weird horror movie fans who just, I, I, mean, I think there's a, there's a level of campiness to it. Yeah. There's also like, this is it. like an interesting piece of video game history, even though it's bad. Mm-hmm. Like bad things can be history too. Um, also there was like so much controversy over this game. And I bet if we go back and play it, it's going to seem so tame compared to the morning news. Yeah. yeah. But I thought people Not are more offended than ever now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, Paranormal Activity, Lost Souls. Is that a movie or is that the name of the no, name Lost of the video Souls game? Was, yeah. All right. So it's a PSVR experience based in the universe of Paranormal Activity. It's not an experience. It's a video game. Video game. Yeah. Uh, I played uh, an early build of this a couple of years ago. Jeez. Yeah, I think literally a year and a half ago. Uh, and it was uh, terrifying. And I played it in public. There's videos of me just screaming while playing it. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that it was, was awesome. Yeah, that was bad. Is this, is this uh, like made to be a game properly? Do you buy it? Or is yeah, it, yeah. Oh. No, totally. This isn't... Uh, I'm so used to that they're being like, oh, it's Spider-Man Homecoming. No, no, Peter's no, first time on the roof or whatever. No, no this, is, this has been <laughs> this a game is a, development for several years. Yeah. All yeah. right. And it's a... Yeah, I mean, it's VR horror, which we don't have a ton of on PSVR. Um, you know, aside from we have Resident Evil Seven, we have uh, Until Dawn, Russia Blood. Are there other horror games? Yeah, there's tons of them. There are lots and lots of them, and I don't play any of them on VR. Too scary. Are there? Yeah, not on of, yeah. PSVR. There's not a ton. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I couldn't look at it. I don't think there are. There's not no, this is no. you go on the Hulu and you say I want the VR version, and then you watch spooky ghost shows. I don't. VR. Is that real? There aren't even any spooky ghost shows. Like you go ghost on YouTube.com and look at different shot, 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 videos of it. spooky, spooky ghosts. Anyway, the first time I watched Paranormal Activity with my wife, I tried to do this cool goof where, like, in the middle of the night, I woke up to pee and I was going to yank the blanket off really fast, <laughs> but I pulled it back so, but like. Quickly, I hit my arm against the wall and hurt my hand. And I was like, ow! And she woke up and she was like, are you okay? And I was like, ghost. <laughs> so don't do that. But All the right. game looks cool. Cool. Also, be sure that there are no objects around you when you're doing VR because that could happen to you. 8 out of 10, IGN. Great job, everybody. <laughs> no one, our don't views not think up. that happened. Not, I was rating <sighs> this conversation. So that's some of the games that are coming out this not. week. Uh Man, I wish we could have talked about Uncharted this episode. <laughs> uh, uh, Sony Santa Monica, San Diego. I don't know why. I said that. <laughs> Sony Santa Monica, Sony San Diego, Santa, Santa Barbara. Santa uh, yeah. Um, San Sony Los Santa Angeles, Santa. Chicago announced they don't understand that Pangea stopped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No way I'm Pangea. Pangea just it's gave up. Stopped. Yeah. I was like, I'm done. Let's try that again. <laughs> Sony San Diego's announced that no Mageddon isn't happening or whatever. Uh, this what? website Unseen64, we've talked about them before. They're basically that, uh, that No Negetto? I, I couldn't write it. So. <laughs> you spelled it wrong, you idiot. <laughs> it's, the word is No Mageddon. Well, why did you not write at least that? <laughs> a No Mageddon is a very different thing. 
<laughs> like nonna is what we call Italian grandmother, <laughs> and a nonna ghetto is just like a <laughs> lot of Italian. That, that, right, that's okay. where we put the nonna. In, in, like impoverished area of the country. <laughs> all right, so I can't I can't read it and I can't spell it. It's a real Los Angeles, Chicago. <laughs> Can you know somebody try to help? Just help explain what it's this thing I'm trying to say. I'm tired. I don't want to do it anymore. Why did you just get through whatever this part was about? <laughs> all right, okay. so this company called Sony San Diego was making a game about gnomes, and it was turns out it's never coming out. <laughs> That's the story. That's the story. All right. All right. But add a little bit more context. Wait, Fine. You do it. I so it's talk. like a gnome Armageddon. It's not like an Italian grandmother ghetto. No. Those are completely different things. A non ghetto. So nothing to do with Italian grandmother. Sony San Diego is mostly known for making MLB the show. It's and they thought it will be the gnome. Yeah, <laughs> they MLB tried to make this other game, which was going to probably be a free-to-play multiplayer shooter called Gnome Again. They also made Mark of the Mark of the Cree, was it? Oh, geez, yeah. They back also in the day. made uh, cool. Kill Strain. So that's the thing. Yeah, Kill Strain. Like there were a couple. They made a free bunch, to play. Made a there was that like yeah. Sony focused initiative for like a year where they announced a few like free-to-play well, games. We had like right. the Tomorrow Children. Yes, had, yeah. yeah, Kill Strain. Uh, all of those just sort of ultimately <laughs> got sent to die. Yeah. And this was one of them. No Mageddon. No Nageddon was never <laughs> I really, so Casey Weinman from the Beyond Group writes, is anyone even really <laughs> upset about the gnome game being canceled? <laughs> Remember them making the announcement that it was being made, but forgot it even existed until they announced it was being canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, I, I mean, I feel bad laughing because people did work on it and there's like a bunch of concept art and like kind of early proof of concept stuff floating around, which yeah. is on, it's on the Unseen 64 YouTube. But those, these guys are great, though. And occasionally they'll be like, hey, they uncovered a never-released Game Boy game based sure. on Aliens. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, that would have been cool. They're like, here's what the Sega it? Genesis game of Akira. And and like, mm-hmm. I don't think it was Unseen 64, but they found that PSP uh, Saints Row game. Yeah. Exactly. And then yeah, awesome. I think Volition was just like, here you go. They released it. They yeah, released really? yeah. We, played, we did a Let's Play at IGN. Yeah. 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 It was Halo like, on DS. Yeah, yeah. Here's, a, here's a PSP Elder Scrolls. That, that was the last time we played a new Saints Row game at IGN. Yeah. Um, anyway, you're no not going to get yeah. this game. So this is one of those kind of like lesser known ones where they're like, apparently nobody wanted to play this ones. free-to-play multiplayer uh, action strategy game, game about gnomes. They really should have made it a uh, walking simulator about a sexual awakening <laughs> called Con Gnome. <laughs> Good Lord. Anyway, yeah, I don't think anyone's too upset about that. Um I'm glad we did that whole segment of the show. That was a great job. I think they went pretty well. Yeah, I think it was great. I like Mark. Eight out of ten. Is that going to be our breakup? <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I think that'll track well. No to ghetto. Is we'll it put a that on YouTube, and all the comments will be like, "Where the hell are Greg and Colin? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. What happened I'm to sorry. this show? Everyone has their off days. Jeff Haynes, where are you? All right. Uh, now it's the time for the show where we answer your questions, dear viewers and listeners and whatnot, from the Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond. I say that every week. Groups.com. Groups.com forward slash clouds.net. Uh, Nick Zatarain says, do you ever have to force yourself to play a game because you tried to make yourself like it? If so, what was it? I mean, we a lot of times have to force ourselves to play a game just to be able to have an opinion on it and be mm-hmm. part of the conversation. Um I ultimately, by the time our Let's Play series with Skyrim ended, I realized I didn't like it. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. glad I put time into it, but I just realized it's one of those games that just wasn't for me. Ultimately, yeah, yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I did, did that, that with Fallout. Similarly, yeah, really? yeah, I have just a similar style. I played like 15, 20 hours of it, and I appreciated what it was going for, but it's just not for me. Like, I, I did that with the last Fallout game because I really like Fallout, but the last mm-hmm. game was it just I don't know. We talked about it on the show, and a bunch of people hated me for it, and then came around to agree with me for it, and then hated me for other things. Um, 
I was like pushing myself through that game yeah. and I was like, I really, really want to love this because I loved a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Like the, the sense of discovery in that game is, is kind of unparalleled. Like just right down to the very basic of just like picking up an item for the mm-hmm. first time, using a weapon for the first time, turning a corner and fighting like this, like level 80 dude and then killing him and stealing his laser sword or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's so awesome. Mm-hmm. But all in all, like the game just felt too bloated. I found myself, I got, I got killed in this one like story section where I had to keep fighting this giant hermit crab and I was doing it for like three hours and it was like beautiful outside. And I was like, I got to stop. Like I just got to walk away and I'm going to get hell for this, but I'm just, I'm just leaving. I'm giving up. For a second, I forgot what game you were talking about. And you said you fought this giant hermit crab for several hours. Yeah. Like, and then in my head, I'm like, God, what game are we talking about? <laughs> Nomageddon. Metal Slug. <laughs> uh, no, I'm actually the same way with Fallout 4. Uh, Fallout 3 is one of my favorite games ever. I loved it. It kind of got me back into like modern gaming when I was in college and not really thinking about that a whole lot. And, uh, Fallout 4, I was like, this is going to be awesome. And, yeah, I just it just didn't click. Like something didn't yeah. work there, and it just I, I guess everything I'd been sort of hoping they would have changed or iterated on, especially after playing Skyrim, which you know seemed like sort of a modernization of of what Fallout Three was. Mm-hmm. Fallout Four was just like, hey, we've uh, doubled down on crafting systems, and I'm like, that's not really my jam. Yeah. Um, I did that with I felt that way with Dragon Age Inquisition because mm-hmm. I mean, it ultimately was nominated and won our game of the year. Yeah, and I'm like, I need to play this to be able to talk about it. I got like ten hours in, and I'm like, yeah, this isn't for me. Yeah, I, I, mean, I kept waiting for the combat and the Witcher to click for me, yeah. and it mm-hmm. didn't, and I love that world but um i just couldn't do it i mean we never go into games being like i hate this game and i don't want to play it but i'm gonna play it because i hate it like you kind of you go into it being like i'm gonna give this my best shot and try to recognize what people love about it uh i think i'm done with hellblade i haven't finished it i'm fighting a big monster of some sort and it's just like that game is the combat. It's not. It's not a strong suit. I don't think. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I we've had the conversations about it. I'll probably watch like what happens afterwards. But like, I feel like the selling point of that game is the visuals and the story. And you know, I've experienced the, the gameplay elements of it, and right. they're pushing back against me. And I'm like, this isn't. I could play other games. You know, I could check out other stuff and find something that maybe I truly love. Um, yeah, it's and it's it's a bummer. But like, that's the problem that games have is that they're like the only storytelling medium that pushes back against you. That like stops you from learning what happens, you know, and it's well, I notice with a lot of video games nowadays, um, and this is sort of just like a a byproduct of the fact that 3D games are by and large kind of unfocused by nature because there's mm-hmm. just so many systems at play. The many 3D open world games or 3D games in general have like 25 things that they're trying to successfully accomplish, and they're excelling at maybe three maybe four, but you're still doing the other 20, 22 things as often as you're doing the three or four that work well. So like you might be like, oh, the shooting is really good or the platforming is really good or like the camera's awesome or like the voice, the voice work is fantastic, but like something else isn't working or something else is excelling at working. So you like, it's weird. Like when you actually, if you did like a pie chart breakdown of what it's like to play a game like the ones you were just talking about or we're just our fallout or something like that. Like how much of that game are you specifically like in combat? Mm -hmm. How much of that are you like building your shelter? Like how much of that are you collecting stuff? And of those things, like how much fun are you having doing each one of those things? If you're the kind of person that can play a game like that and enjoy every single part of it, then like power to you. Mm -hmm. But if one of those things sort of like becomes a bigger piece of the pie chart and it's consuming, you know, 
the sections that I do love that I don't get to do as much, it starts to lose me a little bit. Yeah. I mean, and, mm-hmm. like, I think the reason, uh, I'm able, I was able to sort of look past a lot of Hellblade's gameplay flaws are because I've put so much of my value mm-hmm. into like story and writing yeah. and yeah. themes and yeah. performances and Hellblade has that in spades. And so yeah. I'm totally fine yeah. with being like, all right, I'm not taking this combat all that much and the puzzles are sort of. Right. That being said, like, that's, I don't know, if it was a movie, you could sit there and stare at it and it would finish. You know, and mm-hmm. I think there's something to Hellblade and we don't have to go yeah. into it for 10 minutes, but I think part of, I got into the combat actually. I found a way of enjoying the rhythm of it, but I think it and the puzzle solving play into the themes of that story super mm. well. And I think it's part of it. And even when it's not the most fun, it made sense for that character. Yeah. It's almost that like a lot of times directors do that and you call them out on it where Emma Chamblon's like, Oh, the happening was bad on purpose. And yeah. Like, no, you made yeah. a bad movie. Yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah. I, I, I agree with you. That, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've tried to, Force myself to play, uh, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker a number of times, which is, I, that is a great game that I don't like. Mm. Like, it's a fantastic game. A lot of people, it's their favorite Metal Gear game. And Metal Gear's like your favorite franchise. Yeah. And I adore it. And there's just a lot, a lot of stuff going on there that just doesn't work for me. Um, so much of that, of that game or that, that series that really grabs me is like the kind of the depth of the environments and the fact mm-hmm. that because that was a mobile game, it's kind of, uh, kind of stripped down almost. Um, and then, I hate motion comics in in games like those like oh yeah those like yeah you know kind of <laughs> sketchy yep. slideshow things mm-hmm. uh, and yeah it's it's just didn't didn't click um, anyway uh, Kevin Guti says what would you guys have done for a living had you not gotten into gaming what was your dream job growing growing up Marty and I were both baristas and yeah. we were going to be the best your dream baristas. job no then I would have been a bartender which is like an adult barista. That's yeah. a night barista. Yeah. You're adjacent mm. to bartender. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty much. You know they uh, they let adults <laughs> trivia. Like that's not kids making coffee when you go. No, I was, where you go. I was a child barista. Yeah, yeah. Also, you yeah. gotta go, you gotta give your answers. You're already you running, late. You're running late for your own appointment. They already left without me. Did they? Yeah, they left like really? three minutes ago. He has no weird. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Brian was gonna go check out. Uh, Yo. Some Nintendo things. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I wanted to be either. Uh, so, like my fifth grade yearbook said, I wanted to be an illustrator. Uh, a comedian or a scientist. Well, <laughs> that was my two out of three. <laughs> yeah. So two out of three scientists. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, uh, for me, it was, I mean, I've wanted to work at IGN for a very long time since like high school. So that worked out. Yeah. Uh, Suck but, up. Yeah. Uh, it's cause of you guys. Aww. Uh, ah, your favorite IGNers <laughs> from 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, Chris Roper, yeah. Max Cofield, yeah. and Altana. Uh, no, uh, other than that, I mean, just writing has always been what I want to do in some form. So as long as I'm getting to do that in any way, I'm happy with that. Right. Uh, that's like to build fences. Yeah. I wanted to make toys. Um, I wanted to go into toy design. I was super into action figures when I was a kid. And like, um, then I found out you had to basically go into industrial design to do that. And that's like a ton of math. And you might also wind up like making like, I don't know, salad bowls or something if you don't get a job at Hasbro. Kids Um, love salad bowls. Yeah. Yeah. You can wear them as an astronaut hat. Uh, I had a project where it was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it was like fifth grade. And I was like, I went to the library and they had that, that collection of books that was like the different jobs of the world. And I was like, all right, SWAT team guy, stunt man. Uh, graphic designer. And they were like, for this project, you need to interview somebody who does this job. And I was like, I don't know any SWAT team dudes or stuntmen. <laughs> but I knew a graphic designer, so I wound up talking about that. And I do a lot of that for the show. So I made the thumbnail for this video. Um, I don't know why I said that that way. Uh, Camille Krasuski says, if you could push one or more games into next fall, which games would you push? Next fall. That's a long ways away. We don't even know what's coming out. Ooh. Yeah, we don't know. Ooh. I, mean, I would just push a ton because there's so much I still have to play. Right. Like if you want to just, if the fall wants to take a break and become next fall, I'm cool with that. 
I mean, I'd love to push Red Dead into like next August. I would get killed. People would come to my house and beat me up because they'd be so angry about it. But at the same time, having a game of that like that size in the middle of the summer when there's I'm nothing else. Totally yeah. with you. That'd yeah. Be awesome. I mean, it's already been delayed a bunch. I don't even know how it plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, I assume we've no idea what that game looks like. It's actually. it's not like I played it at an event and they were like, "It'll be out in two months," and then it won't be out for two years. Um, I'm totally okay with that, especially because it's coming out around the same time as, um, what else? It's a whole bunch of stuff. Far Cry. Right? Far Cry is the big one, right? Yeah. And that's the kind of game like I want to 100 percent that game mm-hmm. when it comes out. I want to, I want to, I want to befriend every dog. I want to kill every you know racist or whatever you do in that game. Just do it all. Which one are we? Are we talking about Red Dead or Far Cry? Far both. Cry. Both. Both. Yeah, you, you know. probably do both. I wouldn't want to push it to next fall, but I would like it sometime in like a dead time next year. Uh, South Park. Because I'm yeah. really excited to play that game, but so much is coming out this year. I, I forget it's coming out because also, it's been delayed so many times. One mm-hmm. game I'm worried about selling this fall is uh, Wolfenstein. Yeah, it's because it's coming that day alongside so, so many mm-hmm. giant juggernauts of, yeah. of franchises. That the twenty seven Colossi among yeah. Assassin's Creed, yeah. Super Mario, and Wolfenstein. Yeah. At the same time, people are yeah. really mad at Nazis right now. So, so yeah, it's timely. Yeah. yeah, but even just that, like Bethesda putting out that and Evil Within within two weeks of each other, I'd be okay if one of those games had a break, even though they're very different games. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. like can't be Evil Within; it can only release in the spookiest month of the year. I'd be I'd be okay with Assassin's Creed getting delayed. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not like I need to play that this fall, but I know if it comes out, I'm going to spend a significant amount of time with it. Yeah. Um, and it's probably going to be, you know, I, I might have to push some other stuff out of the way to make that happen. I'm excited. So. The, the rumor that, uh, Okami is being re-released on PS4 and Xbox One on December 10th. You gonna play that game again? I'm gonna play that game again. It's, so it's, that I game- have a hot take. It's the best Zelda game ever made. What? Yeah. You're crazy. It's, but instead of playing a boy, you play it as a goddess. Well, it's definitely a Zelda game because the first five hours are boring as hell. Yeah. Like once you get past that, it gets it's, awesome. It's got Twilight Princess. Yeah. It's got, Syndrome. it's, yeah. it's got 3D Zelda written all over it. Yeah. Aside from Breath of the Wild, which just lets you, you know, you get a breath of fresh air. Get out of that cave, you eat the apple from the man, and then yeah. you're out there doing like it, man. That, man. You're really making it happen. It gives you the man cape. What is this game? I only have PlayStation. <laughs> okay. So Ben Gregson asked the most specific question. <laughs> Which fantasy creature, in parentheses, would you like to see fight each other in a first-party developed free-to-play PS4 multiplayer game? Are you making one? Like, what, is, what a weird question. I mean, what's your favorite I mean, fantasy creature? Gnomes. Gnomes? Nonas. Yeah. I like, I like was that pink. the joke there? I guess that was – I don't think of them as fantasy creatures. I think of them as lawn ornaments. I mean, I like alien alien that's not a fantasy creature <laughs> that's not a real creature it's not a fantasy creature it's a fantastical imaginary creature that somebody made up with their fantasy mind falcor by hr ginger ale i take falcor <laughs> I, I think i don't think manticores get enough love Ooh, manticores mm. are great manticores yeah. are awesome that's, oh we're ta- we're talking about like fantasy generic. like like uh Watch the titans like yeah. lord of the rings right yeah, like yeah I'm out. stupid okay. stupid animals i like I the medusa because she looks at you and turns you into stone gandalf or whatever <laughs> Yeah, Randall. He's a man. Randolph. Randolph. He's an old, old man. Randall we love Flatt. the Odyssey. There's all sorts of fantasy creatures. Yeah. Gandalf is a man that does magic, right? What about that? Uh, that does he do magic? No, you're yeah. thinking of Chris Angel. Does he do magic? The yeah. Okay, so then he's a fantasy creature. There, done. Man doesn't do magic. He's a fan- fantasy man. All right. Not real. I take fantasy. a Jim Henson creation, like I'm totally game. with you. Just right. like all, cool. yeah, just yeah. everything. You know what I don't like is those Muppets. It's like really like a man. Like he's like seven. Oh, feet where tall. it's actually a man in the costume. Yeah, but like it's like the guy with the nose. You know, he's covered in hair. I don't know yeah. his name. What I like those those space aliens that are just like people in bags moving the big beak thing around. And we want him to fight somebody else in a first party developed free to play PS4 game. 
That one's a walk. <laughs> I think that, yeah, I didn't get that he was totally asking about the gnomes, but yeah, like that's, I guess what it is. Those, they weren't, they were like lawn gnomes though. If you get some pink flamingos in there, I'm down, but like, I don't know. Anyway, this is a weird episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we are going to be putting up a, uh, a nice let's play of, uh, of Uncharted, The Lost Legacy. Try to keep it as spoiler free as possible. Probably just kind of like a chunk of a, a section of the game. Um, there is a big, can I say anything about, can I? No. No? Okay, I won't say anything about it. There's, there's some stuff in there that you do in the game, and it's okay. There's an open-ish area in which people- Oh yeah, you will, said, oh, no, that was know. part of the preview. Yeah, we, we can, yeah, okay, play yeah. through the Western Gats, cause it's not gonna be, yeah. uh, yeah. story spoiler. We're gonna do some winch stuff. It's out Wench? there. Wench stuff, yeah. Okay. Uh, but anyway, that'll be up on It's YouTube. when a car <laughs> falls in love with a tree. <laughs> that'll be up on YouTube.com slash IGN Beyond. Uh, head over there and subscribe if you haven't already. We put up the full episodes as well as occasionally videos about funny stuff. We're going to try to do more stuff like that, like Let's Plays, things like that. We're going to start streaming from the channel soon. We have like an easy stream stream room. Really? Yeah, did you know about that? I did not know about that. That would be a cool thing to know about. hold your hand and take you to the stream room. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, that's the worst God. thing I've heard today. You oh. said so many weird phrases. What? Like practical yeah. love making? Sister kissing you started this out with and now we're here. And Adult bring you to Charles Stream. Taylor's. Ugh. Anyway, uh, Randolph. That was you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Rolf. right. So weird. Anyway, thank you guys for listening and thank you guys for hanging out and talking. Thank you, you can find us all on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. Brian is Agent Bizzle. Jonathan is J.M. Dornbush. Mm-hmm. And Marty is just McBiggity, the largest sandwich on the entire menu. Oh. 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 oh, that's gross. Enough. Beyond. The worst thing since the ham episode. Beyond. Beyond. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.